Good afternoon, patriots. You are tuned into Living with Liberty, your source for common sense and truth. I am your host, Ryan. Today I have some outrage over a little on-the-field trash talk. Justice isn't dead after all. And another NBA player who is using his platform to speak out against hypocrisy. Next, on Living with Liberty. One of the things I've admittedly missed during my sports hiatus is the rivalry games. And when you talk NFL football and NFL rivalries, there's none bigger than the Packers and the Bears. Last Sunday was the latest installment of the league's oldest rivalry, and as has been the norm for the last 30 years now, the Packers once again beat the Bears. And yes, even though I am still not watching the NFL until they decide to get out of the business of political messaging, I still did a little internal fist pump. It's in my blood, after all, as a Packer fan, a lifelong Packer fan, to do so every time the Bears lose especially to the Packers. Now, during the game, which was in Chicago, Aaron Rodgers runs in the game-clinching touchdown and gets caught on a hot mic near the, uh, near the field, yelling at the fans. Because, of course, the NFL, which those that follow know that has changed from National Football League to No Fun League over the years, so he's got to kind of taunt the fans now instead of chirping at the players of the opposing team but anyway he gets caught on this hot mic yelling this at the fans i've owned you all my effing life i own you i still own you i still own you now i find this funny and having played sports for years and being an avid fan and just being a competitor in general This kind of chirping goes on all the time, whether it's rivals on the field or a friendly game among friends. Perhaps one of the greatest bits of trash talk came from Scottie Pippen of the Chicago Bulls when he told Carl Malone of the Utah Jazz. And for context here, some of you may remember who are who are or were uh, NBA fans. You remember that Carl Malone's nickname was the mailman. So given that context, you know, this is where Scottie Pippen's uh, little trash talk's coming from here. He tells Carl Malone as he's stepping to the free throw line to potentially hit game-winning free throws in their uh, first game of the 97 NBA Finals. Pippen tells Malone, the mail doesn't deliver on Sunday. Malone missed both free throws and the Bulls ended up winning the game. Guess what happened after this bit of masterful trash talking in the golden age of no social media, no Twitter hate brigades, and no hypersensitivity to spoken words or a little friendly uh, uh, friendly word jousting uh, amongst competitors? People laughed. People recognized the trash talk game of Scottie Pippen. People talked about how Pippen got inside Malone's head with that trash talk, causing him to miss the free throws. I mean, how great was that? The guy's name, his nickname is the mailman. And Pippen tells him the mail doesn't deliver on Sunday. You didn't have the ex-player yelling heads 
who are getting on their local sports talk shows that they co-host or or uh, do segments on. You didn't have them getting on there crying about how disrespectful that was to Carl Malone and how they were disrespect or how Scottie Pippen was disrespecting cities and all this and and mail carriers in that instance, right? Because it was funny. It was masterful. It was subtle and it worked. But no, all that crap is reserved for 2021. We can't have nice, entertaining things like a little trash talk by athletes, by competitors in a rivalry game. Now, where I'm going with this, and some of you may have seen this story, uh, Olin Krutz, who was a center for the Chicago Bears, he's a pretty good center for the Chicago Bears. I remember watching Olin Krutz play. He was a decent center. But according to Olin Krutz, Rodgers disrespected and offended a whole city. Isn't that the most 2021 thing to say? That's the most 2021 thing ever. Rodgers' little trash talk to fans to buy a hot mic, caught on a hot mic, has managed to disrespect and offend a whole city. And this comes after... um, uh, Kruitz's comment here is, is after he said on his radio show that he wanted to punch Rogers in the face. <laughs> so you have butthurt Kruitz here who wants to pretend like he didn't do a little trash talking himself in the trenches during his play, playing days. I mean, there's stories out there about the kind of trash talk that happens between the offensive and defensive lines, you know, before the snap, after the snap, in those piles. Give me a break. It, you, Owen Krutz wants to all of a sudden take the high road here? Now, here's what else, uh, uh, kind of an article. I'll, I'll post the article. So this is a, a, um, a little bit from the article here. It, it says this. Kruitz expressed that Rodgers definitely could have basked in his glory of owning the Bears without all the taunting and swearing. (laughs) Are you kidding me, Olin Kruitz? I'm sure that uh, when you were in the trenches and trash-talking whoever's playing against you on the defensive line, you were... Um, you know, on the up and up and, and kind of British proper with your taunting and uh, and uh, uh, chosen words. <laughs> Give me a break. Ridiculous. I, this is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't be entertained anymore because everything's offensive. This is a rivalry game. It's the oldest rivals. It's two teams that aren't supposed to really like each other. The game's on the road. The home team is getting smoked again. They keep losing. Rodgers expresses that he owns the Bears, and he does. He has owned the Bears. But Olin Krutz uh, apparently uh, is is <laughs> faultless, I guess is the best way to put it, uh, from his playing days, and apparently doesn't remember that, uh, the kind of trash talking that went on, and now he wants to take the high road. I think Olin Krutz is just mad here. I think he's just mad. Like I said, he's butthurt. Because the Packers beat his Bears yet again. And yeah, like I said, Aaron Rodgers does own the Chicago Bears. He's 22-5 and against the Bears. 
22 and five over the course of his career in games that he has started against the Bears. That's what Kruitz is mad about here. Or maybe he's bought into the woke nonsense of not offending anyone. You know, like I said, that was the most 2021 thing to say. It's a rivalry. In my opinion, the greatest rivalry in the NFL. And yeah, it's been one-sided for 30 years now. And I think it's, when when you're getting your uh, butt whipped for 30 years, you're uh, being offended as part of the game. Getting trash talk like that, getting owned and told that you're owned as part of the game. That's the right that's earned by the the team that's been uh, beaten up on you. Uh, just for, you know, just for context here, that since 1992, so we're talking about 30 years here, the Packers are 45 and 15 against the Bears in the last 60 games. That's being owned. That's backing it up and, and uh, yeah, having the right to say on the field that you own them and you still own them. Now, up until 1992, the Bears held the series edge against the Packers, 80 games to 57. They, the Bears team and their fans, certainly could have said, and I'm sure they did. I know they did. I, I, I live in an area where it's pretty mixed Packer fans and Bear fans, so we get our fair share of crap from the Bears fans. And, and you would hear it. You would hear that they own the Packers. Big deal. Okay, yeah, <laughs> laugh it, you know, laugh it off and move on, or you have that verbal jousting. It's all part of being a fan. It's all part of playing on the teams. It's all part of being the rivalry. And honestly, I never thought I'd see the day where the Packers led the all-time series, but they do now by seven games. So yeah, Olin Krutz, Rogers does own the Bears, and Brett Favre owned the Bears before that. It's a rivalry. It's supposed to be higher on the emotional scale. It's supposed to have a little trash talk and banter. That's what makes it entertaining for the fans. And honestly, it makes it entertaining for the players too. Now, maybe Olin Krutz should spend less time whining about the perceived disrespect and maybe remember back to when times were fun and that banter went back and forth and it was kind of fun. Maybe he should should spend less time whining and worrying about that and maybe do something productive. Maybe buy an ad on the side of a milk carton for a a missing persons ad. Because the Bears have been missing from this rivalry for the past 30 years. Now moving on, shifting gears a bit. In a bit of good news and a ray of hope that our justice system isn't totally broken and corrupt. That Loudoun County, Virginia teen that decided to wear a skirt so he could use the girl's bathroom and assault female students was found guilty for engaging in non-consensual sex or rape for those out there that, that like to call a spade a spade. Now, this is all well and good, but there needs to be more. More needs to be done. We need to hear more in this story. And what we need to hear is that there are resignations in Loudoun County of the school board and the superintendent and anybody else that was involved and knew about this and did nothing about it. Every one of those school board members needs to resign, as does that superintendent, as does any administrator who had knowledge of the initial uh, reports of the sexual assault that went on in in that school. The board and superintendent tried to keep this quiet. They're trying to push this this agenda. This they're 
transgender-friendly agenda. But they couldn't keep it quiet any longer since this same boy assaulted another girl at a different school. If this kid was under investigation for sexual assault, why was he allowed back into another school while the investigation was still underway? Do we allow embezzlers back to their jobs handling money while they're under investigation? Would we allow a bank teller who has been accused of taking money? Would we allow them back on the job while an investigation was underway? How many cops get to be out on their beat when they are under investigation for a use of force incident? None. The answer is none. So why was this kid allowed back into a school and uh, consequently harmed another victim before this even became public? We all know the answer as to why, because of an agenda. That's why. It's all agenda-driven. And if that first one would have gotten out, you know there would have been outrage amongst the community to not let this kid back into another school within that school district. Especially not while the investigation was playing out. It's totally different if the investigation plays out and, he, uh, and he's cleared. Fine, I get it. But in what instance do we ever allow someone that is under investigation for a, a serious crime, especially, to, to go back to their, their job, school is a job for these kids, to go back to their job while that investigation's playing out? None. This is a disgrace and shows a total lack of respect for the severity of the accusations that were levied against this kid at the time. It shows a total lack of regard for the victim in the originally, uh, originally reported assault. And it shows a total lack of regard for anything that could happen further on down the road, which we know did. That's why this story came out, because there was another incident involving this kid. This board and superintendent in Loudoun County wanted to do nothing but protect their transgender agenda and everybody else listening out there, watch your school boards because it's coming to a town near you if it's not there already. This is the crap we need to be watching for. Let's be real here. At the surface, this kid doesn't seem to be transgender. He doesn't seem to be gender fluid. We've heard over and over that these things weren't going to happen if you let the if you let someone identifying as an opposite gender use the, the bath you know the opposite bathroom right you, if we were to let the males use the female bathrooms right we were told this isn't going to happen and that's why you know I I think I believe that it wouldn't if if this kid was truly who he said he would or who he said he was this this wouldn't have happened but let's be real and let's be honest. It doesn't seem that that's the case here. It seems that he found a loophole and used it. Just like us crazy conspiracy, uh, conspiracy theorists said would happen once you start letting boys use girls' bathrooms. And where are the transgender and gender fluid groups speaking out denouncing this behavior? I haven't heard any. I haven't seen a one come out. I've seen them get mad about Chappelle's 
uh, Chappelle's comedy special, which we'll talk about in a little bit. I've seen that. I've seen him come out denouncing that, but I haven't seen him come out and denounce this abhorrent behavior. You would think they'd want to be out there with some sort of statement on how this does not reflect on their community. This does not, uh, this is not who we are as a, a transgender, gender fluid community. We want to distance ourselves as far as possible from this behavior, but you haven't heard one of them and you know damn good and well they would have been out in front of the camera saying it and every news media outlet would have been covering it. This whole board in Loudoun County, the superintendent and anyone else involved in enabling this kid to commit another assault should resign immediately, today, now. The parents of this district should be pressuring each and every one of the school administrators and every board member who had knowledge that this took place to resign immediately. And if this crap happens in your town, you as a citizen have the have, have the obligation to do that, to hound these people into uh, resigning for allowing this behavior when they once they knew about it. They should be emailing and calling every day until these people resign. This is a disgrace, and there has to be accountability for it. This board and the superintendent had information that could have prevented the second assault by this kid, but they sat on it. If I were the parents of the victims, I would be suing the district for negligence and whatever else I could get them for. This didn't need to happen. Truth be told, both of these assaults were preventable if agenda didn't trump actual biology. And certainly the second almost certainly would have been prevented had the school board and, and superintendent done its job and kept the assailant suspending, uh, suspended pending the conclusion of the investigation into the original assault. It just blows my mind that we've really, our society has denigrated this far, that we're letting agenda trump the safety of our students and, and at large, our citizens. Because this isn't the only one. This isn't, you know, it's not just limited to schools. There's been stories elsewhere as well. This is ridiculous. It needs to stop these these board members and superintendents and administrators involved need to resign immediately. There needs to be accountability. It's up to the citizens and, and the parents and the voters of that community to, to keep the pressure on, to hold them accountable until they resign. Okay, on to our last story for the day. We have more athletes and celebrity types continuing to stand up and speak out against hypocrisy and in this case, injustices. The latest uh, addition to that list is NBA player Enos Cantor, who is taking a stand against Nike and their continued ignoring of the Uyghurs being used as slave labor in China and, truthfully, the just the broader human rights abuses of China. He absolutely destroys Nike and calls out NBA icons LeBron James and Michael Jordan in his latest video. 
Now here's what Cantor says at the start of his video. It goes like this. Dear Nike, your company says that you are making a positive impact in our communities. And that is true. Yes, you are. Here in the United States, Nike stands with the Black Lives Matter. Nike stands with Stop Asian Hate. Nike stands with the Latino community. And Nike stands with the LGBTQ community. And Nike remains vocal about injustice here in America. But when it comes to China, Nike remains silent. You do not address police brutality in China. You do not speak out against discrimination against the LGBTQ community. You do not say a word about the oppression of minorities in China. You are scared to speak up. I absolutely love it when high profile people call out the American companies for being cowards and hypocrites that they are. It's easy to stand for something when you face little to no repercussions and <clears throat> there's a coordinated effort to suppress dissenting voices and push an ideological narrative. It's a lot more courageous to speak out against something and put those bottom line profits at risk. That's why these companies can't be taken seriously. They are just panderers in the mold of politicians. They pander, pander, pander. That whatever wind is the whatever direction uh, the wind is blowing that day. And if that wind direction shows that these companies can make a buck, that's how they're going to go. That that's what they're going to do. If it affects the bottom line, they will stay away from speaking out against it, especially when it comes to Daddy China. Enos Cantor isn't afraid to speak out against the hypocrisy, though. Like I said, he called out two of the biggest NBA legends in Jordan and China's current mouthpiece, LeBron James. He called them out and told them to come take a little trip with him to China to see for themselves where their shoes, or where the shoes bearing their names are made. He's asking them to come to China to see the human rights abuses taking place in the country. A country where shoes bearing your guys' names are made. Taking this type of stance is not a new thing for Enos Cantor. He's actually been very vocal about the conditions in his homeland of Turkey under Recep Tayyip Erdogan. It's a stance that has cost him his Turkish passport. He can't legally return to his home country. And he gets constant harassment from Erdogan's men to the point where he fears for his life, to the point where uh, I think he was playing for the Knicks a few years ago. They had a trip to England to play a game. He did not make that trip because of this, because of his speaking out against the conditions and, and the human rights abuses happening in his own homeland. Now, let's put this in a little perspective here. I mentioned Dave Chappelle before. Netflix employees are threatening or maybe they have already walked off the job. I've kind of lost track of it because it's stupid. Um, but at any rate, they're doing this threatening or, or have already walked off the job because of Dave Chappelle's comedy special 
where he made a few jokes about the transgender community. I think it was some organization or made up some organization or something. something. Uh, Okay, it got these people's noses out of joint at Netflix, and they said, we're going to walk out if you don't take Dave Chappelle's comedy special off off the uh, offering. Now, think about this, though. Okay, so you had a comedian a comedian who made a few jokes. It's what they do. Nobody's life was being threatened here. He wasn't speaking out, certainly wasn't speaking out against them. I think in the special itself, he he had some kind things to say about the transgender community and that he how he wasn't against it and, you know, whatever. So we have nobody's life's being threatened. You don't have some, some despot dictator and sending his goons to kind of harass people into into bending the knee you don't have anybody going to transgender people's homes or emails and uh you know from some uh called government official to threaten them life isn't generally in danger we have here a a comedian told a few jokes about the transgender community and employees at Netflix throw a hissy fit about it in some sort of faux outrage. Honestly, get over it. Comedians have been poking fun at different groups of people forever. It's what makes it funny. Because if a comedian points it out, it it brings it to light and people laugh at it and say, yeah, they look at their own life and say, yeah, that you know what, that, that I belong to that community and that's kind of true. It's been going on forever. You know what? Consider it that transgender people have have made it to the stream of consciousness now where comedians are making observations about that group and, and cracking a few jokes. It's what happens. But because of, of this, you know, offense at, you know, the wind blowing the wrong direction, it's because of this... This is why nothing is funny anymore. A lot of comedians have become too afraid of who is going to throw a temper tantrum because of one of their jokes. Or they have had their stones taken away by whatever network they work for and just told the approved narrative. That's why nothing's funny anymore. That's why you can't uh, a lot. I, I'm not saying you can't. You Obviously, Dave Chappelle did it. But that's why a lot of... Uh, Comedy just, it absolutely sucks. It sucks right now. You, you go back to the days of like Chris Rock. I mean, some of the, the of his sets that I don't think they'd play today or, or they would. I don't think Chris Rock would maybe be one to back down either. I don't know, but I don't think, you know, it, it'd probably have the same net effect as some of Chris Rock's material. Now, I think on a scale of things to be offended about, Dave Chappelle's comedy special it ranks pretty low. Again, who cares? A comedian made a few jokes. Now, it would be great if we saw this kind of energy and outrage directed at real problems like the Chinese slave trade and enslavement and other human rights abuses going on there. 
it would be great if there was that type of outrage for those issues that people like Enos Cantor are calling out. It'd be great if there was that kind of outrage uh, for Enos Cantor and why he can't go back to his home country. It would be great if the employees at Nike said, you know what? It is total BS that China continues to trample human rights. Either Nike takes a stand against it or we're walking out. Now, that would be something. That would be worthy of this type of outrage. Not a comedian making a few jokes and getting upset about that. If if I got mad about, uh, you know, the uh, jokes comedians make about groups I belong to, man, I, I would be one of the most unhappiest people on earth. You laugh it off because you you see the irony in it. You kind of see that you have those tendencies. If you can't laugh at yourself sometimes, what can you laugh at? If we had employees at at Nike with the same kind of outrage about what's actually going on, what's actually impacting human lives and saying, you know what, Nike, you take a stand or screw you, we're out. That's Those are things that are worth being outraged about. And if Nike had any shred of dignity and principle, they would come out tomorrow and announce they are pulling all production out of China until the human rights abuses are rectified. But they won't. And they won't because they are phonies and frauds, just like every other American company that claims to, to support, you know, these... these uh, justice issues, if you will. I hesitate to call them that, but let's call them that. They won't. They are phonies and frauds like every other company. They'll only speak out when it's good for the bottom line. They'll never actually take a principal stand against anything. They'll pick and choose. They'll continue to pick and choose based on whatever way the political wind is blowing that day. These companies aren't principled. And since Nike won't do the right thing, it's up to us to stand with the Enos Cantors of the world who bring these things to light, who take the principled stand. Now, I haven't bought anything Nike in years, really, since they pulled the Betsy Ross shoe because Colin Kaepernick threw a fit over it. And I will continue to refuse to buy anything Nike at this point until they get their heads on straight in regards to the conditions in China and stop catering to washed-up NFL quarterbacks and their whims. I encourage all of you to do the same. I hate them, but boycotts get attention. Since these companies aren't principled, since they won't actually take a stand, and they only seem to care about the bottom line, that's where we need to hit them. We need to inflict real material loss on these companies, on their bottom lines, by not buying their products, by staying away from their services, by turning them off on the TV. We have the power to hold these companies accountable. They won't do it themselves, But we, the consumer, we, the people, do have the power to hold them accountable, especially when it comes to something that impacts human rights abuses that we are supposed to, as a nation, actually care about. Our own government doesn't even hold China accountable. Unfortunately, we can't boycott them, but we can put the pressure on these companies 
and that can maybe in turn affect something in the government. We have the power to do this. We just need the will to do so. Friends, that's my show for today. Thank you for listening. Please check out my website, livingwithlibertypodcast.com. There you'll find links to my past shows, my original articles, as well as other resources to help arm you with the knowledge in fighting off the prevailing narratives of the day. While on my website, shop my store, Living With Liberty Outfitters. Now through Halloween, get free shipping on your orders. Whether it's one order or five orders, free shipping now through Halloween. Lastly, I'd be so grateful if you shared, subscribed, and left a positive review of the show should your listening platform allow for reviews. Subscribing helps us move up the charts, and it helps more people find the truth. I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. Please help us spread the truth by sharing my show and website with friends and family, as well as on your social media accounts. My website is livingwithlibertypodcast.com. Also, let's connect. Follow me on Parlor and Gab. My handle on both is at livingwithliberty. You can also go to the contact page of my website and email me or follow the links there to my social media pages. Liberty isn't a given. We must fight to protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time.